I'd put streamers on a fucking credit card. Okay. <laughs> where we hate spinner bait but we love a girl that uh can't get out of the restaurant industry <laughs> we feel for her we've been her yes we sometimes think about how great it was even though it was also very stressful so yeah, yeah we understand we understand that struggle um understanding that struggle is your your hostess with the mostest today y'all that was terrible. That, that was that was weird. I didn't like that. Um, but hi, I'm Bethany, in case you don't know who I am at this point. And with me, as always, is Michael Ann. Hi. <laughs> Hello. How's it, how's it going? It's almost Christmas. It's I'm excited but It's almost Christmas. Stressed. I am drinking a glass of non-alcoholic mm. wine. Oh, hell yeah. Is it good? It is, actually. It is good? Yeah. What, like, is it a specific kind? Like, do they make specific it's kinds? It's just, like, white. Ooh, it's a, a non-alcoholic Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. That's so fancy. I think people that drink Sauvignon Blancs are very fancy. So, oh well, thank you're you. Very, yeah, <laughs> you're very fancy tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to apologize to everyone at the top of this episode. I have like a weird nose thing going around. Tis the season for Tis colds season. and flus, and I yeah have allergy colds, whatever it is that's going on. So, everyone pray for me that it goes away by Christmas because I would like to be able to breathe on Christmas morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fingers crossed for you. Fingers crossed on that. Um, we're diving into chapter three of What Happened to Goodbye. This will be the last chapter we read before we go on our little holiday hiatus. So everyone yes. soak it up all you can. Um, before we dive into chapter three, though, Michael Ann, would you like to recap what we have read thus far? Would I like to? No. Um. <laughs> Will I? I guess so. <laughs> so um, McLean Good. and her dad moved to Lakeview. Um, he kind of rehabs restaurants that are failing. They're doing that with Luna Blue. Um, she, you know, McLean normally changes her name, changes her identity depending on where she's at. But this this time she's going with McLean. Yeah. And... Uh, she met her neighbor, who is a boy her age. He probably has a loping walk. Let's face it. We're yeah, waiting probably. for it. And, yep. <laughs> there we go. And that's that's what you missed on Glee. That's that brings us up to date. Here we are. Chapter three, baby. We are ready to dive in. Yes. Um, also, I would like to update everybody. I don't know if I cut this out, actually. But I am still using... The tabs. The tabs? Mm-hmm. Yes. The tabs are still in use. So. The tabs are still in use. We're going to need updates. After the hiatus, you'll have to let us know if you are still committed to the tabs. I will. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's our girl's first day at Jackson High. Jackson High, we know her well. We love her. 
Um, and she says, you know, it wasn't the gulag, but it, it was no fountain school. And she's like, it's pretty much like any high school that I've been to. Um, it's big, anonymous, and smelling of antiseptic. Um, so she says, you know, she goes, gets her like two minutes with the guidance counselor. Because, again, all of these poor public schools are understaffed and underfunded. So she gets shuffled off to homeroom where her homeroom teacher seems also like a, a decent guy but just very stressed and very yeah. frazzled that people like aren't paying attention to him and he's like all right let's get it together yeah um mr roberts i guess is his name yes um so he's like oh hey mclean and she's all like uh, uh, like about to correct him um and she never gets her chance because he's just like telling people about dress code reminding someone about this keeps getting interrupted and so she's like oh well we'll we'll get to that later like i'll i'll you know correct him um but she doesn't get the chance so then she's off to math class and this is where she sees riley who she met at the party um the other night i'm assuming probably a couple nights ago because i don't think that party was on a sunday night that would be weird um and she also overhears um like two parents talking about their child um and like how he's doing in in school and you know when he was at this other school when he was at Kiffney Brown he was doing so much better and now that he's at Jackson um they're worried that he's he's not quite up to par they seem a little bit concerned mm -hmm. I also want to mention I wrote this in the margins but this the girl that he was talking to about the um uh uniform violation had uh, not uniform but you know what I mean had on a very short skirt and it's January. And I said, honestly, Wendy, good for you. Very mm -hmm. T-Swift in New York. Because on her birthday, she was dressing like it was 90 it. degrees out. And it was three. Yeah. Three degrees. She was wearing like a tiny little dress. And she like had a jacket on, but like barely. And, and I was like. Open toed girlfriend. shoes. Yeah. I was like, I would be freezing. Freezing. Respect, but I would be freezing. Also, did you see. A, people were saying that Travis was giving, like, Evermore vibes when he was wearing his little yes. pod number, and it was, like, right by Evermore's birthday. But I also really appreciated when they were like, listen, Travis just really likes Gilmore Girls, clearly. And they put a picture yes. of, like, his ensemble next to Jackson's, and I was like, 100%, that is a Jackson outfit. It is. And it made me really happy. Even, like, down to the way he wear like wore his hat, I was like, yes, that's exactly how he did it. Um, and it made me happy. He's just in his Gilmore Girls era, which, like, aren't we all forever? Of course. So I respect that. Um, so, yeah. So Riley basically is goes up to what she realizes. She's like, oh, there's this guy wearing khakis, and he's, like, got this short hair. And then she's like, oh, my God, that's Dave. It's the storm seller guy. Like, I know him. And then Riley goes up, and she's like, what did they say? And he's like, you know, they'll let me stay if I keep up my U courses. And um, like a hundred other strings. And she's like, well, you can stay. And he's like, yeah. So she kind of overhears this exchange and is like, what What does all of that mean? I'm, you know, uh, I'm confused. And so he goes off to like basically talk to the principal, the guidance counselor. I'm not really sure with his parents because it sounds like his parents are strict AF basically. Yeah. And yeah, he took like one sip of beer once at a party and they have been very concerned ever since Yep, is the gist that we are getting from this. Um, so we kind of finish up, you know, she's, oh, she finally finds room 215, and then 
we go ahead and we get to lunch, which she said is two periods later. She braided the cafeteria. She finds a burrito that looks edible. And this is where we get a little, our first little cameo of the novel. Yes. She says that outside she sees a very tall, broad-shouldered guy and a pretty blonde girl. We're staring. We're staring. We're sharing an iPod <laughs> and a pair of earbuds arguing all that good-naturedly about what was playing as they listened. And I was like, oh, that's our girl Edible and our boy Owen. We yeah. love it. So glad to see that nothing has changed with the two of them. They're still listening to music. They're still arguing um, about their tastes. And personally, I love it. She decides that now is a good time to check in on her dad. Let her know, you know, that he's doing okay. And he sends back, the natives are very restless. (laughs) Which is very funny. Um, things Things are not going good for dad. Um, she says here that, you know, like things are, she, he always encounters some resistance, but apparently Luna Blue was an extreme case. There were several lifers, as he called them, people who had worked there for years for the original owners, an older couple who moved to Florida the year before. Um, so we got like a little bit of Luna Blue history. These are the people that owned it. A lot of people, like we kind of discussed last week with <laughs> those Disney broads. Um, yeah, when you have someone who's like worked at a restaurant for, Mm-hmm. A very long time, you know, five, ten years, some people twenty years. They are stuck in their ways and they ain't changing. They ain't changing for shit. For nobody. I shit. Do this this chapter made me so happy because I love that you can really tell that Sarah Dessen knows what she's talking about when it mm-hmm. comes to restaurants. Like there are so many books where the main character like is a bartender or like right whatever and it's like you can tell that they are just making them a bartender but there's really no knowledge yeah. there but with Sarah Dessen there is knowledge lifers mm-hmm yep you know girl you know us there you is us. yeah you get us you see us you are us yes it's 100% it's yeah this entire chapter I was like yeah like I kept being like yes so many yep. times like audibly I was reading this in my car over lunch break and I literally was just like talking to myself in my car I was like yes she gets it she knows <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh I love it she knows. Um, oh this is where the ambassador the Jackson High ambassador comes up to her and oh I feel for this poor girl honestly yeah so she's just in there she's texting her dad she's eating her burrito she's like paying no mind and all of a sudden this person is just like hi you're new, right? And so she's like, yeah, I am. And so she's like, I'm Deb, and I was new last year, and it was really hard for me. And so, of course, that girl, McLean, who travels, or travels, well, yeah, I mean, yes, travels, who, you know, is the new girl all the time, is like, oh, like, this isn't my first rodeo. Like, it's fine. And so she's like, I brought you a welcome pack, and it's got coupons in it. And she oh, is just she's like. she's so cute. She's so cute and so sweet. And yeah. I feel like Riley and, oh, my God, what is the other one's name? I'm terrible. Heather. Heather, thank you. Are, like, kind of mean to her. And they call her a Super spaz. mean to her. And they're like, um, she's the only one. She's always trying to get us to join on these clubs. And she's the only person. And this whole ambassadors thing, it's ambassador. And I was like, oh, my God. And McLean is like, she seemed nice. And she sees her over there, like, by the tree eating lunch alone. And she kind of, like, feels for her. Yeah. But she stays with the other girls. And honestly, I feel very sad for Deb. Yes. Deb is like, I'm trying to make people feel a little more 
at home than I did. And McLean is like, you had a tough time. And she says, for a moment and only a moment, her smile became slightly less perky. I guess so, she said. But things are great now. Seriously, I really like it here. And then she's like, you know, don't hesitate to call or email if you need anything. Like, I'm here for you. Like, she's just like. Yes. She's just. She's the best. Being nice and welcoming. She's being the change you want to see in the world. Yes. She came in, had a bad time, and instead of like making that hard and mean and the chip on her shoulder, she was like, I'm going to start a whole group that makes everyone that, you know, the way I felt last year never have to feel like that again. And like, yeah. what a commendable thing. What an absolute gem of a human being. I love her. Me too. And she is getting no respect. No respect. Zero. All right, everyone, after a brief intermission for my uh, niece to wish my dog a happy birthday, which can we just say happy birthday, Luna? Happy birthday, Luna! Happy birthday, Luna! Big one, three. Look at you, girlfriend. You'll look a day over one. Um, We (laughs) are now back, and we are ready to discuss the rest of this chapter. Um, Here we were talking about Deb, and yeah, justice for Deb. Justice for Deb. Deb. I really feel for her. She got her, like, a pencil and a pen and the schedule and a bunch of giveaways from local merchants. And, oh, my God. And everyone, they're just so mean to her. And I'm like, why? Yeah, that's not, that's not cool. I don't, I don't respect people being mean to our girl, Deb. Yeah, Heather and Riley gave us a little bit of, like, 411 on Dave and what the situation is and how, like, He's like this boy genius and he skipped grades and he's taking, you know, simultaneously high school classes and classes at the U and he went into the fancy private school, which is where like clearly his parents want him to be. Um, And he chose to go to Jackson, which intrigued like as to why I assume some of it has to do with he like wanted to be a normal person, Mm -hmm. which we respect that. Um, And yeah, his parents are just throwing like massive shade at public school and I don't appreciate that personally. So, yeah. Um, so they kind of just give us, yeah, just like a little bit of, of backstory on him. Yeah, I like how Heather's like, he's weird. And yeah. Riley's like, no, he's not. And she's like, um, he hangs out in the basement of an abandoned house. That's not normal. And she's like, it's a storm shelter. And she's like, do you even hear what you're saying? <laughs> Which, like, fair. That is fair. We love our little weirdos here at Hate Spinnerbait. Yes. We We are big little weirdo fans. We really are. So far, Dave has done nothing but impress me. He's been a little weirdo, and that's what I respect. Yes, I love that. Um, Yeah, so then we find out, yeah, that he can stay. He just has to do a bunch of shit. Um, He wanted to be normal. Wanted to be normal. (laughs) Normal. And... Then Riley kind of talks about how they knew each other as kids. They kind of lost touch. But then once he started working at the bakery with Riley's ex-boyfriend, Nicholas, they kind of reconnected. And, you know, you're kind of getting a vibe here. And Heather is like, well, at that point, he totally fell in love with her. And Riley's like, he's like a brother to me. I could never think of him that way. So we're kind of getting like a little little Mm -hmm. introduction Mm -hmm. to this to this history here yes. yes um but also i love that heather was like she only dates dirtbags and riley said yeah. true it's a sickness <laughs> yeah i did i didn't try I that part that and it's lot. like okay 
We're getting to know a little bit about everyone. I am very intrigued to know about Riley's dating history now. Yes, I want to know uh, about Nicholas. I have, I have a lot of follow-up questions, Riley. I'm not going to lie. A lot of follow-up questions. Yes. <laughs> um, that takes us to after school. She takes a bus to Luna Blue, um, and she finds her dad there. And... um. He is talking to Chuckles, which is where you find out the – which I love. Like, I could not, in all seriousness, call up a grown man and be like, hey, Chuckles. I couldn't have a serious conversation while calling someone Chuckles. But yeah. I, now I need to eat, meet somebody. I almost said eat somebody. <laughs> now? I need what to I would really like to just to eat someone. Just cook them up. Like in like, like in wilderness. What am I trying to say? Um <laughs> I need to meet somebody named Charles now because I need to and become their friend so that I can yeah. in yeah, turn can call, call them Chuckles. Chuckles. Yes. Um, apparently Chuckles. I can't, it's just it's funny every time. Um, it makes me chuckle every time. He is an NBA star, um, which is where he got a lot of his money and he's a big foodie. So like a lot of former athletes, he A, becomes a commentator, which is what a lot of them do. But B, decides to take his little like foodie passion project and he's the creator of Eat Inc. So he is, we now learn her father's name is Gus. I think that's the first time it's actually spoken um, out loud or, you know, said in this novel, I should say. Um, So Gus, her dad, uh, McLean's dad, knew him back from when he was riding the bench at DeFreeze. So he played college ball with him. They have been in friends. Um, Obviously, Chuckles has a lot more talent than her dad did in basketball. Um, Her dad seems to maybe be more talented in food, though. Everyone's got their own skills, you know. And, yeah, so we get a little bit of, like, ink history. And, again, I just love that, like, everything – and this man's life boils down to DeFreeze basketball, which, again, just makes, like, twist that knife. Even, Literally. Even further into his back about what happened to him. Literally. Uh, yeah. Cringe. So, Riles. Or, nope, nope, that's not her name. I'm killing it, guys. I'm absolutely. She's, she's eating people. She's... <laughs> absolutely thriving. Um, McLean goes out to the front of the restaurant and Opal is there and she is wearing a cotton long sleeve shirt printed with cowboys and horses, a black mini skirt and bright red boots that came up past her knees. I love her. I want Mm -hmm. her to be my wife. Please. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. I also like that she calls this look Petro. She's like, I hadn't figured out yet if her look was punk or retro. Maybe Petro. And I was like, all I think of is gas when someone says Petro. But like, that's cute, I guess. You can you can call her look Petro. Opal is getting like all these boxes delivered. And the UPS guy like obviously knows her. We're in a small town. Mm-hmm. And the UPS guy's like, hey, can I get some of those fried pickles? They were wicked good. And Opal's like, at two, Jonathan, I thought you loved our rules. So we're already getting this like rules versus love- pickles thing callback. Yeah, I love the at two, Jonathan. That was fantastic. But also I love that he said wicked. And I was like, is he from Boston? I know. <laughs> this, is- I like- this book is in North Carolina. It was like interesting. I was like, oh, wicked. I brought you right back home, didn't it, Michael? It did. It really did. I was like, wow, I'm back in Boston briefly. <laughs> my people. My people. So she's like, hey, can you help me? 
Oh, also, she's like, yeah, go into the kitchen and ask Leo to throw a few in the fryer for you. And he's like, thanks, doll. And then he goes into the kitchen. And I wrote here, um, is this man wearing non-slips? Yeah, food safety. Hello. Is he wearing non-slip shoes? He is not allowed to be in that kitchen unless he is. Seriously, you better be wearing your non-slip, sir, if you're going yeah. into that kitchen. Okay. I was like, the UPS guy is allowed in the kitchen? I don't mm, I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> Small town life is crazy. That mom and pop place I worked at in Albany, like, non-slips weren't required. I wore Doc Martens every day. That's wild. And, like, there were no rules. There were no laws. They actually just sold it. There's a new owner, so maybe things will mm-hmm. change. We have some that they're wearing non-slips. You'll know. Yeah. I, pff, they better. <laughs> safety first. Safety, safety first, first. people. <laughs> um, so then Opal's, like, you know, trying to bring up all these 30 boxes. And... McLean's like I'll help you and she's like oh thank you the last thing I need is for Gus to come out here and start asking a bunch of questions he's already out to get me as it is and McLean's like I just waited for her to realize who I was and (laughs) she does she's like oh I'm sorry whatever so she's like I won't she said your boxes of secrets are safe with me um she says I wish their boxes of secrets be infinitely less humiliating so then she kind of explains that she's making the town um like little model what is it called yeah it's, yeah model it's basically like a little model for yeah. apparently the, the centennial celebration they wanted to show the town in a model form i'm not really sure but res- respect <laughs> it reminds me of like the all the models they have of like the disney parks inside disney so you're like oh yes look! The castle. That's what, that's what Toy Story Land's going to look like. There it is in model form. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so so she's doing this because they were going to get rid of the parking lot next to Luna Blue. And she was like, you cannot do that. That would be detrimental. So she's making this model of the town for the Centennial. And Which, like, clearly our girl Opal really cares about this restaurant. The fact that she's like willing to go to bat to make sure that the parking near the restaurant is safe so that way like people will come in and it'll stay open is you know that's yeah. a big deal i think it's clear that opal is really passionate about this restaurant even though she's like how did i get here and why am i still here relatable mm-hmm. relatable <laughs> girl but they bring the boxes up to this upstairs area it's like this big um room there are a few tables stacked along one wall, some empty garbage cans, and inexplicably, two lawn chairs right in the middle, an upended milk crate between them. On it was a pack of cigarettes, an empty beer bottle, and a fire extinguisher. <laughs> yep, that's where the guys in the kitchen go to smoke. 100%. 100%. That is their smoking area. <laughs> I love I this so I made myself so a nice much. little area. I was like, yeah, again, this is just so Sarah Dessen gets this world. She has yeah. been in this world and she gets it and she knows exactly what the kitchen staff is like and just, yeah, it's great. I know. It's amazing. Um, She says, you know, mostly storage now is what this place is, mostly storage, but the staff use it on occasion. And McLean says to set fires. And she said, ideally, <laughs> no. And she said, the kitchen guys are such kleptos, I swear, which is, again, again, hilarious. I mean, yep. killing it. Um, 
she says they used to seat people up there, but then it got too difficult. The food was getting cold and uh, they couldn't bring it upstairs in time. Boy, do I understand that yeah. struggle. <laughs> you don't even get me started. I was like, ah, PTSD flashbacks. Oh, God. Oh, God. Two flights of stairs. We had to run food up and down at NBC. Sure did. Two oh. flights. Such a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's a it's a party of twelve. Your French fries are not going to be warm by the time they get there. I'm sorry. Like no. I I'm just I'm sorry. No. And I'm gonna be out of breath. <laughs> yeah. So this is where Opal tries uh gives her like a little bit of a backstory. She's like, How long have you been here? Opal's like, This was my first job. I started in high school. I planned to get a full time job with my double degree in dance and art history, but it didn't exactly work out. Also relatable with my creative writing degree. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I loved it. And she says, at least you did what you liked. And she said, that has always been my defense, even when I was flat broke. And that's exactly how I feel as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. Shout out to the people with unconventional degrees. Yes. And everyone being like, um, you're going to get a job with that? And it's like, screw you. Okay, no one asked for your opinion. Also, like, yes. Like, yeah, I got my last. People, they people were like, do. "Oh, you have a degree? Perfect. Doesn't mm-hmm. fucking matter what it's in. Yep, you have it. Anyway, yep. So yeah. So then she says that she took over the the restaurant uh, when the Melmans decided they needed someone to take over for them. She said, "I agreed on a temporary basis." McLean said, "It's a hard business to get out of. Sometimes impossible." And ain't that the goddamn? I had to move. <laughs> ain't that the goddamn real? I had to move to a different state. You had to move to a different yeah, state. I had to move to a different state. <laughs> Y'all don't know. It's truly a problem. It's and you like legitimately, it's like, you know, they talk about addiction. Like you have to cut certain people out of your life because they're just, you know, um, going to. Like, and that's the thing. Like, some people have to relocate so they can't hang out with their same friend group. They can't contact their dealer. They can't whatever. And, like, literally that's what serving is. It's like yeah. you have to move out of the goddamn state to get away from serving. Yeah. You need to go away. Get away from all of your good restaurant connections so that you mm-hmm. can't have, like, two bad days at your corporate job and be like, cool, yeah. I'm going back to serving, I guess, yeah. because the money's so good and it's, like, mindless and there's a community in it. But yep. – I'm talking, I'm saying all its praises right now. That's how I feel this holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we're all clear. Feeling a lot of feelings lately, actually. um, Feeling a lot of feelings. But, you know. um, Remember those days when you're like, oh, man, I got a bill at the end of this month. No biggie. I'll just, like, pick up an extra shift this week and I'll be fine. Oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can't even, I can't even, the money is, the money, the money. Mm-hmm. That's nice. The money. It is nice. It's so nice. Again, I am not happy, or I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm very happy. For, um, I'm not <laughs> upset that I got out of it, but I do find myself waxing nostalgic, like, especially around this time of year. Like holidays, yeah. you always like feel the brokest and yeah. stressed out and whatever. And you're like, remember when I could like, buy people Christmas presents and I'd be broke for like a second but then I would work crazy holidays and I'd be like loaded yes ah <laughs> uh, memories yes not now yeah <laughs> can't relate <laughs> yeah I used to drop 
money on Christmas gifts. And this year I was like, shit, put birthday. I'm going to cut this out probably. I don't think Andrew (laughs) listens. But anyway, I just ordered birthday decorations for Andrew. I had put it on a credit Mm -hmm. card. I had put Mm -hmm. streamers on a fucking credit card. Okay. (laughs) So. That's a rat, y'all. That's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I put streamers on a credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I love it. So Opal's kind of talking about how um, that she understands that he's here to do a job, but she still feels like he's like invading, like taking over like her space and you know she says opal kind of looks tired sitting there and because she's kind of thinking maybe this is her time she's like i should have gone with the roles out with the old in with the new <laughs> which is i think that's a great line i, I think so gone too. With the roles. i think so too then uh gus and leo from the kitchen bring up the rest of the boxes and opal's like oh my god i can't believe you asked gus to do this what the hell and uh, her dad's like, it's fine. So then they start talking. She He starts talking to his daughter, blah, blah, blah. Um, Opal's like, I'm sorry. I'll find another place for this. Like, whatever. And he's like, okay, yeah. And then he's he says, oh, what was this place? And she agrees. Like, I mean, she again says that it used to be a dining room 10 years ago. And this is where they talk about how he's like, well, where's the dumbwaiter? And she's like, never worked right. You'd put your food in and never see it again. <laughs> Which is hilarious we had a dumb waiter at that mom and pop but yeah nobody ever used it it was out of service and so again running food up and down a flight of stairs i'm like this is guys mm-hmm. but yeah they they sealed it because people kept trying to ride it um after hours which like psychopaths psychopaths <laughs> psychopaths also i'm like yep that 100 cent tracks people working at a restaurant would be like hey guys you want to you want to get in the dumbwaiter after work? You want to get in the dumbwaiter after work and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to crush a beer and then get in the dumbwaiter? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so then he's like, so I didn't realize a big order was coming in today. And then she, Opal explains like what it is. And he's kind of being like, I don't know. He's like, looks like it's going to take up some space. I don't know. I can't tell if he's like. I feel like he's mad. Yeah. I feel like 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 he's being a little rude to her. Yeah. It's like, my dude, she did this to save this restaurant, essentially. So could you cut her some slack? Also, there's nothing going on in this big empty room. So. Yeah. So the the kitchen staff is going up there to smoke. I think it's okay if she sets up this centennial project. Okay. Right. So, yeah, he's kind of being a hard ass in this chapter, actually. Um, which is very, he was a chef. And so, again, accurate yeah. behavior. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> that oh, tracks. chefs. God, they can be the biggest assholes in any restaurant, oh, basically. I have gotten into it with a couple chefs in my time. That's for yeah. sure. Yep. That's for sure. The thing about chefs which i don't understand and a few of them get it and the ones that get it like respect it's like we are serving the guests at the end of the day we're all trying to make the guests happy we're trying to get the guests out of here and turn that table so if i come up and ask for something just give it to me right just give it to me it's gonna right. make the guests happy and there are certain chefs that were just like hey you're a trustworthy person 
you're the one who like they know that like I'm not asking this for my health. Like I'm asking it because the guest clearly needs it. But there'd be people be like, um, did you ring this in? Um, no, I sent it out with bacon on it. I'm not giving you new bacon. Well, I just stopped at the table and they said there wasn't bacon on their burger and they would like it. So we could spend ten minutes arguing, or you could just give, give me the, me bacon, the bacon and like Yeah. This guest would be happy. So like I don't know, it's your choice, you know, like mm, just saying. <laughs> and then, you know, you can always go back there and ask for ranch, but then there's like a chef who for like a week is in a bad mood and is like, no, you have to ring in the ring sauces. In. And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not, not doing ringing in a ramekin of ranch, buddy. Can you just yeah. scoop it and hand it to me for fuck's sake? Thank you so much. This is a multi-billion dollar company. We can afford this ranch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. So they leave. Opal and Leo leaves. And his dad, her dad is saying, I can't tell if this is a restaurant or a charity foundation. I mean, that guy can't even work a spray bottle. Um, which Savage. I know. Seriously. He's speaking of chefs. So here we go. And then she's like, oh, well, Opal seems nice. And he's like, well, I don't need her to be nice. I need her to be able to take control of her staff and implement the changes I tell her to. Instead, she argues every single point, wasting endless amounts of time. Okay. Okay, yeah. chef. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Chef. All right. Thanks, Chef. <laughs> Appreciate your time, Chef. Also, we worked at a place where every time we had to ask for something, we had to say, Chef, my call, and it was the biggest pain in the ass. And some chefs, if they were being, like, real dicks and hoity-toity, would not, like, address you unless you said that. Like, you'd yep. be like, hey, Chef, and they would just ignore you. Like, you were yep. annoying that. And then you'd be like, Chef, may I call? And they'd be like, yeah, what do you need? And I was like. Yep. <laughs> and then when I went to Raglan – I walked in the kitchen one time and I said, chef, may I call? And he looked at me like I had 12 heads. He's like, like, where did you work before this? I'm like, universal. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was a weird thing. I'm sorry. And it was literally distinctly only our venue because I, during the pandemic, had to work at two other venues. And basically the same thing happened. They were like, the fuck are you? Why are you saying that? And I'm like, I don't know. We say it at NBC. I thought we had to say it everywhere. My bad. And they're like, just come in and ask her what you need. She said, yeah, but did you know she's worked here since she was in high school? Like, this is her first job. She's really like, she really loves the place. Like, she's basically trying to be like, hey, dad, Opal is actually beneficial here and could be helpful. She's on your side at the end of the day. Like, both of you want this place to succeed. But he just, like, does not give a shit. He's like, all the love in the world won't save a sinking ship. You have to either bail or jump overboard. Isn't that the same thing? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I feel like kind of. That is the same thing. Um, <laughs> and then he says, I'm sorry, I'm in a bad mood. Um, come down for the staff meal and see all of our new dishes. So they're they're rolling out a completely new menu tonight, um, which if you've ever worked in a restaurant is not chill. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, not chill whatsoever. Um, and... You know, he's just trying to, like, minimize the menu, you know, improve the restaurant, basically. Right. Um, so then we fast forward to the next day, next morning, and he basically explains that the the new menu run was awful. Um, everybody had attitude. Nobody got their food right. Um, everything was terrible, basically. He's, like, talking shit about the staff, about everything. And it's, like, I mean, to be fair, like, a new menu rollout never goes well, even yeah. for, like, established restaurants that are good at their job. Like, if there's a new menu mm-hmm. item, it it always kind of takes a minute. Um, yes. 
but again, this he has like no, he has no patience for them. Yeah. He's very like, chef. It's, it's night one, my dude. And McLean is kind of like, ah, it never goes good. Dad, you know that. And she says like, there's a sign about how like, he always forgets like each time he goes to a new place it's like he forgets that it's kind of a disaster at first and it's like what a guy first of all yeah but definitely like <laughs> what a chef what a, yeah you can't just like yeah like throw a whole new menu at people and expect it to go smoothly it takes it's like working in a restaurant is muscle memory truly yeah and it takes the kitchen a minute to get in that muscle memory and that groove of it it takes the server like you're throwing a whole new menu out so people are coming in and they're asking questions and they're used to answering the questions about the freaking rosemary rolls and now they got asked like it's a whole different thing. They've tasted the food once and they're like, uh, I don't yeah. know. Does that come with onions on it? Let me double check. Like, you can't expect that to go smoothly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, also, I found out. I, mean, I found out. <laughs> we find out here that Leo is the kitchen manager, which seems like quite the decision that somebody made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> chef quit because Chuckles... <laughs> started asking questions about some uh, hinky stuff his financial guys found on the books. So the chef bailed. So obviously the chef was doing something shady with the money. So then her dad like goes, absolutely, this is the worst. We should just cut our losses. Some things can't be saved. And I also want to mention that while he's doing this, he's eating. And McLean says, for someone who made his living out of a love of food, my dad is a fast, messy eater. He never lingered or savored, instead just wolfing down what was on his plate like someone was timing him. He was almost finished as I got to pour, got up to pour myself a glass of milk, only a few bites of my own meal taken. Another restaurant thing. Yeah. Yep. It's like, you know you worked at a restaurant when. Yeah. You're like, stand while you eat. You like shovel down food quickly. You try to find a time to sneak a bite. And it's like, yeah, you've worked you've worked in the restaurant industry for too long i've never seen a chef like sit down for a meal truly no. they're always standing they're always standing andrew's mom came over for dinner one time and me and andrew just like started eating while standing at the counter and she's like what are you guys yeah. doing and we were like oh we eating? prefer this it's okay <laughs> this is us in our natural habitat we feel normal like this the amount of food i have had in, in a side station or like and we used to have this little area called like the to-go corner and one of our chefs actually one of the good ones who was really nice um knew that i was vegetarian so he used to make me this like vegan um like pasta bolognese like spaghetti bolognese basically except it wasn't spaghetti because we didn't have spaghetti in, in our venue um but like a pasta bolognese and it was so fire and he was just like I, I would never knew when he was coming with it like randomly he'd just be like hey bethany i made some for you and i was like hell yeah and so i'd be like Table 12 looks like a, okay. <laughs> go to the to-go corner and like snarf some down. Go check on my table. Y'all doing okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's probably why, I don't know, we have like digestive issues and heartburn or something as servers. But yeah, um, we get a lot of UTIs because we never go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And bladder infections, uh, UTIs and heartburn probably because yeah. of our way of life. But you know what? What a time. <laughs> but what and we don't have health insurance, so we're not going to the doctor. Yeah. So we're not so. going to the doctor. But we were thriving. <laughs> but we're killing it. So it's fine. Oh, also, this is like a thousand percent some good foreshadowing, right? Like they don't have a chef. Um yeah. they move around a lot. So it's like clearly dad is going to be like, Maybe I go ahead and, and you know, put down some roots. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, obviously, as the book carries on, because like I said, I don't remember anything. 
um, about this book. And my plan is this is her first time reading it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what we're foreshadowing. I, I was thinking that too, that it was foreshadowing. I'm yeah. also wondering, like, do him and Opal fall in love? I'd be into that. I mean, she's oh God, younger I'm than him, but too. not that much younger yeah. than him. She's yeah, in her like 30s. McLean did specifically say, like, oh, she was a little bit older than I originally thought. Is that leading to something? I mm-hmm. don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's like doing his thing and she's like, he always does this. He goes way down and then he comes right back up. She said, the thing is, there is some good talent in the kitchen. She says, not Leo, obviously. Or he says, not Leo, obviously, but a couple of the line guys. There are possibilities on the floor as well. If I can just weed out the gloom and doomers. And she's like, how did the customers like the new menu? And he's like, "Who act- the ones who got their meals hot and complete were wa- raving. Um, Opal was furious about the pickles going over so well, <laughs> which I love. The pickles thing is like killing me. Um, I love it. And she says, um, now I was sure he was going to stay in. This, when he went from using them to us, an outsider to one within, was another sign. Um, so he's starting to, you know, refer to the restaurant staff as, you know, us, he's, he's joining in. Um, and then his phone rings and it's the produce guy and it doesn't go well, but at the same time (laughs) that this is happening, uh, Dave's Dave. Yeah. Dave's mom pops over. She's in khakis and she has an npr tote bag which is hilarious <laughs> and she's like i want to she's listening to ira glass <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> she um comes over with a thing of brownies to welcome them to the neighborhood they are gluten sugar and nut free um i can understand gluten and nut free being good but sugar free is where you lose me yeah. For sure. I mean, unless you lose, like, lose, you use, like, a really good substitute, like, sugar substitute. Because I can get down with, like, some stevia. So, like, maybe. But I don't know. I'm not sure if Mrs. Wade is using that. <laughs> I know. I'm- this is also, like, just such a of-the-time thing, like, 2011, to, like, make fun of people for, like, having dietary restrictions yeah. and be like, Ugh, is that even going to be good? It's probably going to taste like cardboard. And it's, like... There, there can be good things. Again, I do like my sugar. I am a sugar girly. Please put the real stuff in. Um, or again, give me a really good substitute. But other than that, you, uh, you'd be surprised. It can, it can be good. But yeah, I was like, oh man, this is so like 2011 when people were just learning about like, you yeah. know, do, a lot of people were doing keto and gluten free kind of got on the rise, which is great because if you're someone like my mom who has celiac, like. Suddenly, all these celebrities making it trendy made so many better options, but then also became, like, the butt of the joke. And then, like, people that actually didn't have allergies were like, but, like, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I need that, though. But actually, like, I need that, though. Um, But, yeah, we are right in, like, the thick of that time where, like, Mm -hmm. certain things are starting to take a rise. uh, Certain, like, dietary restrictions are are getting trendy. And certain people are, like, starting to kind of make fun of that as well. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so she's there. She's like, oh, we've been here for 20 years. You know, if you need anything, blah, blah, blah. And in the background, 
her dad starts yelling on the phone. I don't care if you've been supplying them for 100 years. Don't run a muddle on me. I can tell a light order when I see it. Basically, the produce guy is giving him shitty product. He's not giving him all the product that he paid for. And she kind of she like looks at Mrs. Dobson Wade and goes, it's a work call. (laughs) <laughs> we're not crazy i promise and, i promise my father's not a crazy man and he says who am i i'm the new boss at luna blue and you are my former produce purveyor goodbye bum, bum, bum. i'm he like laid the smack down i was like damn damn son so then he introduces um himself they they get they get introduced the parents and the dad pops down as well um he's gonna ride a bike which of course he is he's also wearing like i think like khakis and you know that kind of vibe david is also there david dave is also there he's in the um driveway just kind of like staring at them from a distance mr he was tall and reedy with a beard and carried a messenger bag yes the messenger bag which he strapped across himself as he came down the stairs and his other hand was a bike helmet covered in reflector stickers the messenger bag is what really does it for me The NPR tote bag and the messenger bag that really just yeah, yeah. they solidify what this couple is like. You know, yep, what I mean? absolutely. Play on the fact that she's like, well, public schools are okay, but we can recommend some private schools. Those are better. Yeah. It's like okay, man, hoity-toity. Seriously, and then you know, Mr. Wade and Mrs. Dubson Wade or whatever her name is are like talking about how much they love the roles at Luna Blue. Rolls? And he's just like, like, of course, they love the roles. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And they they like say it like three times. And he's like, great. Um, So then they leave and Dave's mom is running to the lab. I'm like, ooh, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? So they leave and and he goes, well, they sure do like those roles. (laughs) Then they try the brownies and the brownies are gross. And... She said, everything okay on the produce front? Sounded kind of intense. And he said, that guy's an idiot. Not to mention a thief. Maybe now I'll get some decent vegetables. So then he leaves. He's he's got a meeting at the farmer's market. And she looks back at Dave's house. And I have this, this spot highlighted. His parents seemed nice enough. Hardly the strict gulag types Heather had described. But then again, as Riley had said, no one was really normal. And you couldn't tell a thing from the outside anyway. One thing, however, however, was clear. There was no escaping McLean now. I was her, I was here, and it looked like we'd be sticking around. Nothing left to do but bail and rise. Yep. Hell yeah, McLean. Get, your sh- get yeah, it, McLean. girl. What a great, like, stopping point to, yes. to end 2023. Yes. She's, uh, she's coming. She's kind of realizing, oh, I'm going to have to be me, and... When we uh, talk to you all in the new year, we'll figure out what exactly that means for our girl. So I'm excited. We've got some interesting parent dynamics. We've got uh, lots of great restaurant stuff so far. And yes. I cannot wait to read more of like the restaurant juiciness because, again, Sarah just does it like impeccably well. She does. Um, she just gets that 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 industry so well and, and that vibe so well. So excited to read more what happened to goodbye. Um but we shall bid you all adieu for now. Of course, you can come and check us out on Chaos Thursday. But if you're someone who's only a Tuesday listener, um, enjoy the holidays. Take care of yourselves, especially during the holidays. I know they can be really tough for a lot of people. 
Um, so just know that if they are uh, tough for someone like you, that we love you and we'll see you in, well, you know, what I mean, not see you, but we'll talk to you in 2024. <laughs> um, and yeah, and if you are someone who likes to come and hang out with us on Thursday, we'll talk to you on Thursday. We're talking best of, we're doing a little end of the year recap. 2023 was a big year for us at Hate Spinner Bait. So we're just going to kind of talk about some of our favorite moments and favorite mm-hmm. things, favorite books, favorite movies, favorite podcast we've been listening to this year all that jazz um and then yeah we're gonna be posting on our instagram about our hiatus so we'll be seeing you all back in the end of january i'm just gonna keep saying seeing because it it just comes out apparently (laughs) um and yeah for the last time on a tuesday episode of hate spinner bait i'd like to wish you all a very happy vagina christmas happy vagina christmas and happy vagina hanukkah Yes, and happy Jana Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Yes. Um, to all of our friends who celebrate those holidays as well. And a happy vagina new year. To yes. All of you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bye. Uh, take care of yourselves, y'all. Bye. <laughs>